You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Hello, everybody. I've never done this before with sharing the space with someone and sharing the mic, and so it's a it's going to be a learning curve, but I'm very excited to have you here. Happy to be here. First time on a podcast, uh, one of the best podcasts, so longtime listener and supporter of this one. <laughs> Can't believe I'm actually in the room where it happens, so uh, props to me for making it on the show. That's right. You only had to ask me six times. <laughs> yeah, well, don't get too... Uh, high on yourself here because I have two quick things to say before we get started because I need to get on the right side of our family history. Coming in hot. (laughs) And number one, I need to correct a horrible erasure of our third child. His name is Leo Emil. In the intro of this podcast, it says that Becca is a mother of two. Okay, there's three kids in this family. So what I want to do is get those brownie points now for whenever they find these in 10 or 15 years. So I would put that out there right now. Thank you. Okay, I have something to say about this. Because of Leo Emil and his presence in the world and the way he's disrupted my life, I've not yet had time to record a new intro, but we will do that for season three, which is dropping March 8th. So by March 8th, there will be mention of this third baby. What's your other piece? Sure, right, fine. But let's just remember who got that in first. And secondly, um, as your loving, supportive husband, I am putting... uh, I'm pushing my chips in and asking for the genius edit. So whatever I say and do here, you're going to make me sound really good because again, first podcast and uh, don't know what you're going to ask me. So that's, that's my ask that I'm hoping you'll, uh, you'll take care of for me. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So I have six questions for you. Are you ready? All set. Okay. Number one question is how does it feel to be married to an international podcast star? (laughs) Wouldn't know. (laughs) Okay, number two, and these are not really. You can expand on that. I mean, if you'd like. Um, Look, here's the deal. As our president and VP like to say, super proud of Becca. Super proud that this podcast happened. We are, I'd say, we're podcast obsessed a little bit nerds. Uh, We get our news that way. We consume entertainment that way. And she had a goal to do this. And you know, I think. Her and Carolyn are doing a fantastic job getting into season three through a pandemic. And I listen to every episode, even though I hear them being recorded. I still love to hear them. I listen to them on Monday and I hope there's many, many more and uh, couldn't be more proud. And the international stardom's coming. Great. It does make me feel really good when I hear you listening to it in the other room. I'm, I feel supported. Okay. Number two. <laughs> I, I, I had sorry i'm chewing ice a professional would never ever um number two is what is an item off of your bucket list hmm that's a really good question an item off of my bucket list wow let's see <laughs> well i'm pretty contented in my life apparently <laughs> there's nothing that i can think of um no i i I I think we definitely miss traveling. I don't think we've been able to travel that much since we've had kids. We had an epic trip 
to Europe a couple years ago for two of my cousin's weddings in Germany and France. That was fantastic. And we traveled a bit before that, but we both love to travel. And with the pandemic, I would say a bucket list when we are in a time to do this when the kids are older is I would love to travel more with you and probably go to all the continents I haven't been to yet. So big item on the bucket list, but definitely world travel uh, to see as much as we can and to uh, experience cultures and food and history in a safe and hopefully post-COVID world one day. Good answer. All right. Next question. What is one thing you found out about yourself during COVID times? Not that we're out of them, but during these last 10 months. This is just like being on Fresh Air with Terry Gross. I'll tell you what, these <laughs> questions, ooh, not much follow-up, but the initial questions, pretty good. Um, I would say it's very clear for me now, especially when I'm at home basically all the time and I'm working from home. If I don't have the time to do some sort of physical activity and get some fresh air, take a long run, or do some sort of like hit workout downstairs. If I don't do those things, I, I I start to get down. I just can't focus. I get, you know, kind of caught up in my work. I don't really want to do it. And I realize that I just need to go get some exercise. And I come back and I have that runner's high and I feel a lot better. And that's extremely important to me. And to Becca too, I think. And I think what, what we've really tried to do is find time for both of us to do that on top of everything else, um, with the kids being home and our jobs and, you know, Becca's running her business, but that, if that doesn't find its way into the mix or onto the plate for the day, I think it throws off my day. And I think if it can, you know, continues, it throws off my week. So I kind of have to get that done. Yeah. I would say that you more than most people I know have such an immediate reaction to that. Like you're in a bad mood, you go work out, you come back, you're in a good mood. It's just like flipping a switch. And I have noticed this last couple of weeks that you've been doing a better job of making sure that you like get out in the middle of the day for that or do it in the morning or just get it done. And um, I think that's that's something maybe you aspired to pre-COVID, but then now being in COVID and just this lasting so long, it seems like now you know that it's really become a necessity. Yeah, it was, I think we all hoped COVID would kind of wrap up here. <laughs> you know, I think the first lockdown was what, three weeks? And, uh, you know, it's been 10 months. I mean, look, I think some of this working out at home, like, is here to stay. I think people have gotten used to it. They found things that they like. I don't think people will be flocking back to the gym in full. And, you know, it's cost effective. You can get a lot done, but you you have to be more diligent and focused to make the time to do it for yourself because like you'll blink and a month will go by like yeah. just straight up. Well, and the thing about the gym too, is that when you go to a scheduled class, it's like something you actually schedule in your day. And if you don't make it there, they don't open the door for you or you, you know, you're late or you don't get to sign in and then you don't get to do the class. And so for me, that's really motivating. We were doing all these classes before COVID started. And it's like, just knowing that if I didn't get there, I wouldn't be able to join got me there where now it's like I can go, oh, well, I'll start in 15 minutes or start in 30 minutes or an hour. And then before I know it, the whole day's gone and I haven't done anything. Yeah. And I mean, not to mention when you have when you're paying kind of out the nose to go to a gym and then you have to pay even more to like take the fancy group class with the heart rate monitors and all that jazz. Like I was in there. I was like in there. Yeah. I was getting my money's worth. <laughs> um, and I loved it. But like 
you know, it, it, it actually wasn't super convenient. I drive 20 minutes there. I do an hour long class and I drive back and I was frantically trying to send email and keep up on my job, you know, kind of the whole time stressed out about it. So shouts to COVID, I guess not, (laughs) not, not really, but can definitely get more working out in when I just have to like walk downstairs or just go out my front door and take a nice run. And I guess shouts to the city we live in is not super cold. So I'm still able to run. I, you know, ran today, short sleeves and shorts. So I don't know who's listening from where, but yeah. A humble brag right there. I guess so. Well, all right. The next one is about dating. What, when you, back when you used to date as a young stud, what was a deal breaker for you? Uh, Okay. I'm going to the fantasy land that I was a young stud and I'm trying to remember what that was like, but um, I don't know. I think for me, this is like so canned, but I had to enjoy spending time with that person and wanting to spend time with that person and seeking that out and thinking about it when I wasn't doing it. So if there weren't those shared interests and just that, you know, spark of fun that you were going to have, or I think certainly the laughs, then probably wasn't for me long-term. Not to say that I didn't hang out with people that I, you know, probably didn't see a future with. And there was other things that you could have a good time doing, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> like a long-term partner when I was dating. I, well, I think, you know, this. I'm pretty black and white for the most part where like if it's just that time like you're hanging out and you should be and you are hanging out with a friend like that's what I wanted I wanted to have a friend that I was just enjoyed spending time with that liked the things that I liked or at least some of them and taught me stuff too and like filled in my gaps well and, you're pushing me to the side and there. that you could be smooching with yes of course be smooching <laughs> with but you know then this part can get edited out or whatever but you can certainly <laughs> smooch people you're attracted with that you didn't uh, want to date long term uh, <laughs> so not saying i ever did that i think i just said i did that actually right. before in the last part so um yeah but so a deal breaker for me was someone that we just i just didn't vibe with that i didn't want to spend that next day with or or you know the extra hour and then just on a completely separate note like was not into like smoking or like drugs that much i guess or like i just wasn't a huge partier i definitely went out and drank and drank too much and did that stupid stuff and was like like my thing is when i drink too much i black out so that was never good but like for me just (laughs) did not like cigarettes did not like kind of that scene so luckily the person i'm with uh doesn't smoke anymore well it seems like kind of obvious what you just said basically you said a deal breaker for you would be if you didn't like the person that you were hanging out with but You'd be surprised at how many people end up with people they hate. I didn't say I was going <laughs> to, this was going to be earth shattering information <laughs> here, but I do think you bring up a good point because it's pretty obvious sometimes people, and you just got to just think, you know what, this partner that I had, good person and all that or not, um, it's probably not going to work out. And like, you got to kind of bite the bullet or face the facts sometimes and be real with yourself. And if you're not feeling fulfilled or that person's not helping you to feel fulfilled or to be your teammate to find that fulfillment, then grab one more brunch, you know, figure out what to say and it's time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sticking with young stud Emil, <laughs> this young 24 year old studly man, if you could give this man a piece of advice today from old man Emil, <laughs> what would you say? Well, I know it's, I'm 27 now, so it's, <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a long time. I'm getting really old, but so 24-year-old me had met you. Mm, Is that right? Maybe. Well, hmm. if I could give that guy advice, I would probably tell him to know that things will work out. Know that uh, 
you know, the 2008 into 2009 recession was not even going to be a blip in the radar <laughs> 10 years <laughs> later. There's going to be a lot more stuff that you're going to go through. Um, so don't get caught up that you graduate that you had just graduated from school a little bit before that. And um, not a lot of jobs were kind of on the market. And you're actually right where you need to be because you have a pretty great life in 10 years. Hey, that's good. I would have told us to, to take a month to travel. I would have told us to go to Lebanon. That's one of my that's things. A, that's a good one. Okay. So now we are coming to this part of the programming where, so last season we left this poor girl hanging on her oh, question. No, it's, on, it's on me now? Uh-huh. Oh, God. So um, Shayla asked us this question at the end of last year, and then we were supposed to answer it, and we just never did because, you know, COVID. So now I'm going to ask you the question, and then we're going to get you to answer for us. So the question is, I've been dating this guy for a year. He's met my family and even come over for Thanksgiving. I've yet to meet his family, and he says it's because his mother is really judgmental and wants to spare my feelings. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Wow. Um, Shayla. Hmm. First of all, thank you for supporting this podcast. <laughs> the hosts are great. It's a wonderful show. Glad that you sent in this question. It's a great question, and I think if I can hopefully try to thread this together from what I was saying before, from a guy's perspective, um, I don't think your dude is being upfront with you, I'd say. I never had any second thoughts if I decided to bring someone home. And let me unpack that a little bit. What I'm saying is I dated a lot of people and you can use the word date kind of loosely in you know certain settings, but like they were not meeting my mom or my sister for that matter. It was like I had, you know, my two moms and my aunts and all that stuff. Like that was not happening. And again, not because I didn't like those people, but I just probably had decided that it wasn't going to flourish or grow into a more serious relationship. And that that might that might be harsh to hear. And I, I could be reading it wrong, but knowing what I know of of myself or any if I can kind of crowdsource and think of the other guys that I know in my life is that they're not too wrapped up in you know what their mom's gonna think if they know they're with a person that they want to have that relationship with and to grow that relationship so I hope he wasn't just trying to be like shitty that he wants you to like fix something in your like appearance or personality because that that just that sounds pretty thin it you know it sounds like an an excuse to me so love to hear what's going on now because I like to hear fantastic good stories about people hopefully I'm wrong and he was just kind of not ready to go there maybe it's the first time or maybe he had never done it before so that could be the case too but would love to know what happened if that if you have an update and I know with COVID it was probably a lot harder but hoping you got on a zoom or were able to kind of wave in the yard or um you know certainly now if it didn't happen or if you're if you're broken up previously, maybe I read this one right. I think that's probably what it is: is that he was not being earnest or honest enough to to kind of tell you where he stands, and he was probably being a boy about it and pushing it off on his mama. Mm. You brought me home to your mama before we were even dating at all. It was like a accident, or was it? I think looking back, it was less. <laughs> it was less of an accident. I think that we we both know that now. But yeah, we weren't dating yet but I wanted to get home to see my mom and my sister and I was I was hell-bent that year for whatever reason to try to pass out candy to some kids on my front porch you know maybe I was feeling nostalgic or I don't know what it was but I wanted to do it and uh you wanted to come with me for some reason mm -hmm. so 
you walked in and it was uh, my mom, my sister, um, shouts to Kathy, that's my mom, and my sister, Muna. Um, I think they both listen to this podcast. We'll find out. And uh, But I did not know my cousin Sue, who's like an aunt to me, my 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 aunt Neva, my aunt Josie, mm-hmm. were just all in the kitchen when we walked in. Yep. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was kind of the start. And the real... Um, the real story here is that we never handed out any candy at all. We totally missed it. Yep. We tried to get back, but we didn't make it. Yep. And there's like, was, is not as many kids in my neighborhood that they all grew up, I guess. And they're, they're all grown for the most part. There's young families moving back in, but like not, not high trafficked. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's all I have for you, honey. Do you, is there anything else you want to say? Nope. Just, uh, just have your people get with my people for my next booking it's gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a hot commodity now i'm gonna be hitting these podcasts up all the time so you know hopefully i can make this happen again if you if you'd have me back i'd love to do it okay so here's how we end i have to say this has been becca and emil saying and then you have to say what are you gonna do this week right yeah okay so this has been becca and emil saying what are you gonna do this week Kicking the panties. It's time for that inauguration, bitch.